guys, and they give a fearful report. Fear looks upon circumstances and says we can't do it. Faith looks upon God's promises of hope and says we can't fail. In Hebrews 11.1, we're told, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Things hoped for. But you've got to be hoping upon the things that God has spoken to you through his word or one-on-one -on -one with you, not upon some whimsical idea that you may have in your mind, uh, but upon what God has told you. So the question becomes, what has God truly spoken to me? Not necessarily the things I'm hoping for apart from God. But God has repeatedly promised Israel the land of Canaan. He's told them time and again, I'm going to give you the land. It's called even the promised land. But God didn't promise there wouldn't be conflicts, there wouldn't be difficult times in taking that land. And the spies have seen the giants of the land, the fortified cities, uh, the ten bad spies and their report. It's a stark reminder that the path of faith is not always easy. And sometimes we want the will of God or the path of faith to be easy. Not only that, we want to live by sight, not by faith. That's our natural tendency to trust in the things we see and can feel and touch. But that's not faith. Faith requires trust and obedience. I would venture to say most of us often pray for God's will to be known to us. Please, God, show me your will. But I suggest you follow that prayer with, God, give me the courage to obey once you have shown me your will. <laughs> In my humble opinion, I, I believe our Lord causes us to search out his will diligently so that we will be obedient to his will when he reveals it to us. I heard one pastor proclaim, and I, I really agree with this, faith is knowing God's will and simply doing it. That's faith. If we are patient when we pray, God will bring forth his will. He will manifest his will to us. We, we get in trouble when we become impatient and we want answers and we want them now. And then we become dangerous because we're on the verge of acting presumptuously then. But let's look at Numbers 14, verses 1 through 10. So all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried, and the people wept all night. And all the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron, and the whole congregation said to them, If only we had died in the land of Egypt. 
or if only we had died in the wilderness. Why has the Lord brought us to this land to fall by the sword that our wives and children should become victims? Would it not be better for us to return to Egypt? So they said to one another, Let us select a leader and return to Egypt. Then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces before the assembly of the congregation of the children of Israel. But Joshua the son of Nun and Caleb the son of Jephthah, who were among those who had spied out the land, tore their clothes. And they spoke to all the congregation of the children of Israel, saying, The land we pass through to spy out is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land which flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land, for they are our bread. Their protection has departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. And all the congregation said to stone them with stones, now the glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle of meeting before all the children of Israel. The bad report of ten spies has had a rebellious effect upon the multitude of Israel. This camp where thousands upon thousands has turned into a weeping and crying and wailing camp. Try to picture in your mind for a moment, you're there in this crowd, everybody's crying, they're weeping, they're mourning, and they're murmuring, and they won't stop. They carry on all night long. The other night, Moses, my dog, had a bad night, and he barked. And he wouldn't quit barking. Now there's some, probably some little critter in the yard or something. And you go, why won't that dog shut up? Can you imagine being in this crowd where weeping and mourning is going on all night? After a while, you're going to say, put a lid on it. <laughs> you know? And the people have worked themselves into a frenzy. Listen to their complaint to Moses. If we had only died in the land of Egypt or in the wilderness. There you go. <laughs> but no, Moses, you've brought us out here to fall by this sword, and we've got to watch our wives and our children become victims of war. Last time I checked, death was death. You know, where you die by the sword or you die in the wilderness. What's the big difference? But anyway... The multitude comes to a decision. Let us select a different leader and return to Egypt. Wow, that's pretty drastic. <laughs> we can fall into a trap here in the United States in America and begin to think that democracy or selecting our leaders by vote is the best possible way. We promote democracy around the world. But concerning the things of God, God is into theocracy, not democracy. Israel is led by God 
through the chosen leader of God, Moses. It's that simple. Years later, Israel will cry out for a king. We want a king like the other nations. Give us a king, Lord. And God said to Samuel, they haven't rejected you, but they've rejected me. A king for Israel was not God's first choice for them. But Moses and Aaron, Joshua and Caleb, they fall on their faces before the, before the whole congregation, a position of repentance. But they're not bowing before the people, but they're bowing in repentance because of the people before God. We have four men here. Only four men, and they try to reason with this rebellious multitude. And Caleb speaks up. If God delights in us, he will bring us into the land flowing with milk and honey, this prosperous land. In verse 9, it hits it on the head. Only do not rebel against the Lord. And by the way, do not fear the people of the land, even though there's giants in the land. Because the Lord is with us, so don't be afraid. Caleb continues, for God himself has removed their protection, speaking of those of the land of Cana, and they are our bread. That is just a clever way to saying we will consume them like a man consumes a meal. And the whole multitude puts aside their fears, comes to their senses. No, <laughs> no, they didn't. Verse 10, we get the reaction of the multitude. The congregation now wants to stone Moses and Aaron, Joshua and Caleb. Stone them because they give us a report that we didn't like. The bad report is more logical to the children of Israel than the report of faith. If we're not careful, we can get hooked on bad or what I call sensational news reporting. If you follow the news, and I can follow it too much, I understand that, <laughs> but in NBC... Their news anchor, Brian Williams, has stepped down from giving the evening news. Brian was caught in a lie. He lied about his Black Hawk helicopter ride in Afghanistan. Brian claimed that when they were flying over Afghanistan, that they received ground fire. Brian forgot to tell his pilot. The pilot came on the news and said, there was no ground fire. Uh-oh, little egg on the face, Brian. <laughs> so you have this guy that's supposed to report the news lying about what happened to him. So we have the most watched newscaster, perhaps, in America admitting now that he lied about receiving ground fire. And he said, it's difficult for me now to give the news when I'm part of the news. 
And Brian Williams, his reputation now as a news reporter, if it isn't destroyed, it's severely wounded. Who can respect him now? And we want credibility and a good reputation from our leaders, even our newscasters, those that give us the news, we expect the truth. And come to find out, they don't always give us the truth. Now back to the ten spies with their evil report. No one remembers the names of the ten spies that gave the evil report. When we read about it, we skipped over reading where these ten spies came from and even the tribe that they were out of. Because no one even wants to know who they were. Now, I have heroes of the faith, and I can number, number my heroes of the faith on one hand. A couple of years back, I was at a pastor's conference down at Merritt Island, Florida. Bob Coy was one of the speakers. Bob was telling the story that when he uh, was attending church uh, uh, Calvary Chapel in Las Vegas, and he went on a hospital visit to pray for a patient from uh, their church, that he lied about being a pastor where he could get in and pray for the patient. He admitted that. My pastor, Damien Kyle, followed Bob in the speaking arrangement, and Damien declared he was not like Bob Coy. He did not lie. And I go, wow. <laughs> I almost fell out of my seat. Bob Coy, at that time, was the pastor of the largest Calvary Chapel in the Calvary Chapel movement. And here my pastor said that he didn't lie like Bob did. But the question is, who do you think has my respect today? The 12 spies have brought back their reports. 10 out of the 12 report of fear. We are like grasshoppers before them. We can never take the land. And that's their conclusion. We cannot take the land. And that is a complete lie. For God will deliver Cana over to Israel. Israel will go in and occupy the promised land. And only the two spies, Caleb and Joshua, are pleasing to God with their report of faith. Of all the spies, only Caleb and Joshua live to go in to the land of Canaan. In chapter 13, verse 30, Caleb proclaims, Let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. That is not only a declaration of faith, it's a declaration of fact. They will go in and take it. The ten cowardly spies caused the entire nation of Israel to die off in the wilderness by an evil, untrue report. 
Jesus had something to say to his disciples about offensive, untrue reports. Turn with me to Luke 17. We'll just read two verses there. Luke 17, verses 1 and 2. Luke 17, 1 and 2. Then he said to his disciples, It is impossible that no offenses should come, but woe to him through whom they do come. It would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea than that he should offend one of these little ones. Our Lord declares we will receive bad reports. Offensive reports. And you will receive those when you're called to act by faith. Jesus said, it's impossible that no offensives should come. There will always be the naysayers. When you attempt to walk by faith, you will hear... Has God really said that to you? Offensive reports, they will come, they must come. But Jesus says, woe to that person who they come through. Many people called of God have been crushed by bad or doubtful reports. And they come from friends. They come from fellow Christians. They can come from family. When we were trying to get a loan on this lovely piece of property that we have here, this beautiful metal building, <laughs> try to sell a banker on the fact of faith. It's not so easy. <laughs> I definitely felt God was leading us in our efforts to buy this property. I'd been in a lot of prayer about it. I felt like I had God's will uh, there. But we did not have the finances. We're not even close in the finances. And my only promise to God in this whole ordeal of trying to get a loan was, I will do my best. I will give it my best effort, God. But if we're going to get that land and that building, you're going to have to do it. And God began to open doors. And he opened doors that no man could shut. And here we are in this beautiful building <laughs> and this five lovely acres and so forth. And it all began by confessing to God that I would try. I will try to be a man of faith. I will try to secure a loan. But you've got to do it, Lord. But God is faithful, and here we are. One of the reasons Israel was 40 years in the wilderness is that unbelieving multitude had to die off. And all those that were 20 years and older had to die in the wilderness and could not go in and possess the promised land. And why did they have to die off? Because they believed a bad report. 
believing a fearful, bad report cost them their lives. As Christians, as believers, we have a responsibility to believe faithful and true reports. We have that responsibility. And sometimes I don't think there's a more gullible group than a group of Christians. Sometimes I see what Christians fall for and I go, come on, read your Bibles a little bit, you know. But that's beside the point. The ten spies that give their evil report. It would have been better for those ten that a millstone be hung around their neck and they be cast into the sea to drown, to die. Better for them to have a gruesome death than to cause Israel, these little ones in faith, Israel is a brand new nation under God, to be fearful, to be offended, and turn and rebel against God. So how about you and I? Our words, our spoken words, must be tempered with faith, not fear. Allow the Holy Spirit to filter any negative, unbelieving statements that would come from your mouth. Choose your words carefully when you're speaking against someone's faith. Words that come from an unbelieving heart can bring death. For without faith, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, it's impossible to please God. We have to act in faith to be pleasing to God. Fear and doubt Cause God to judge us. Do not believe a fearful report. Amen? Amen. Let me get you to stand. We'll close in prayer. Father God, we live in a world that's constantly besieging us with fearful, bad reports. Let us be men and women of faith. We want to be trusting in you, relying upon you, Lord, not upon what is considered evil circumstances. And for sure, we don't want to be promoting uh, bad reports, Lord. Let us walk in faith. Let us be pleasing to you. And Lord, when we don't know what your will is, at least let us be silent. Let us learn to temper our words to one another. And, and let us be trusting. And we do want to be men and women of faith. We do want to be pleasing to you, our Lord and our God. So help us. Put a guard on our mouth. Fill us with your spirit, Lord, that we may be encouraging and not tearing and dragging down. Let us learn from the children of Israel in the wilderness, Lord. So watch over us, take care of us, 
Fill us with your spirit, Lord. We pray and ask this in Jesus' name.